Today, there's new coy uh, sort of reports coming out from the Mayo Clinic, who now say hydroxychloroquine is, can be used for early COVID. And the CDC website, which says ivermectin can be used for early COVID treatment. All of a sudden, <laughs> after destroying untold numbers of lives, which with sort of McCarthy-era tactics, and by the way, 200 professors have lost their careers, their livelihood, because of spurious accusations. Are we going to look back on this with the kind of horror that we should? Again, it's a slow-moving train. The data's coming back. Data's coming out. We're trying to figure things out. It's really interesting. That was back on the heels of, um, oh, shoot, I'm blanking on the NFL player's name who DeMar uh, had Hamlin. sudden death out on the field. DeMar Odom. De DeMar, what is it? Hamlin. Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin. Uh, we're going to talk to Ed Dowd in just a second. He's got new data for us. Don't go away. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for sake. Where the hell do you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. These products have transformed my life and Susan's and saved her marriage. Discover the key to oral hygiene, regardless of your current daily dental routine, whether you diligently brush and floss multiple times a day or you struggle. You got bleeding gums, bad breath, plaque buildup. This revelation is for both of you. Surprisingly, over 350,000 Americans experience health issues that may be connected to their toothbrush or even caused by it ranging from heart or blood sugar problems, forgetfulness, digestive difficulties, immune issues, all related to oral hygiene. Scientific studies have shown that a simple switch of your toothbrush can lead to a healthier teeth and potentially save your marriage. Yes, save your marriage. Our study, we did a personal study. My wife, Susan, hates the sound of the sonic toothbrushes, but introducing the real white sonic toothbrush of course, also their hydroxyapatite dirty mouth mineral toothpaste by Primal Life Organics. These products have transformed my life and Susan's and saved her marriage. It's much quieter. It's a very powerful toothbrush, but it is quiet and it saved our marriage. So the real white sonic toothbrush from Primal Life Organics stands out among all other electric toothbrushes I've tried. It effectively eliminates plaque, harmful bacteria, promotes gum health. Get yours and enjoy 60% off at naturaltoothbrush.com slash DREW. Welcome, everyone. Of course, we are on the Restream and we are also over on the Rumble Rants watching you guys. We saw some of our, uh, uh, okay, molten salt. Uh, those are veneers, uh, but they were also straightened. So good times. I had messed up lower teeth for a long, 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 long time. And uh, then I, you went on HLN and I said, dude, I know. you're on the news. You yeah. got to fix your teeth. Oh, yes, you did. I could see it. It was not something I, I was... had mine too. I had the worst teeth ever. You got, oh, that's right. You, but you know what? Too. I got to tell you this primal mm. life stuff. It's the best toothpaste and I, the toothbrush is amazing. I'm I'm totally sold. Well, now you can pile on. Why has it saved our marriage? <laughs> because of your annoying toothbrush uh, that keeps me up every time 
Wakes you up. Yeah, wakes me up or keeps me up. Mm, okay, so, great. oh my God. Especially, it's when we travel, especially. So we went on a cruise it. and there yeah, was, there we go. had like a, a dating game and they said, what is annoying about your husband? And I said, his toothbrush. No, they had me predict what you were going to say and I <laughs> predicted it precisely. So now we've we, taken care of that. So we won that one. So there you go. All right. So uh, as I said, I, I'm uh, Caleb. Have you set up the the Twitter Spaces? Is there a problem going on today with that? I'm not seeing I'm, it for I'm some reason. I'm working on it. Working on it. Okay. So we'll get a Twitter Spaces going, and perhaps we'll take some calls there. As I said, we're watching you over in the chat rooms uh, today. Though uh, someone that is a, a favorite of everyone on this uh, platform, which is of course Ed Dowd. Let me remind you of the particulars about Ed. Oh goodness sakes, I've lost that. Spot, give me one second. Sorry, guys. I'm going to give you all the particulars about Ed. I keep, I'm so deep in his slides that they have taken over my, uh, hmm. Hang on, everybody. This is one of the, my, my emails have been overwhelmed by so many things. Here we go. All right, as you, you probably all know about Ed anyway, he is everybody uh, loves Ed. founder of Finance Technology, also author of Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Death, 2021 and 2022. Ed was a former Wall Street analyst who utilized pattern recognition to get ahead of peers during his career as a stock picker. As he says, he just looks at the numbers and he noticed a rise in reports about sudden death amongst athletes and young people across the country. He has gotten very deep into the data and very interested, and he has a new update for us, particularly on cardiovascular deaths, where uh, the data is a little less opaque, and that is in the UK, where the NHS provides that data for the most part. Please welcome Ed Dowd. Thanks hey, for having me back. on again, Dr. Drew. So should we go right to the data? I was looking at it before the show, and it's quite intriguing. Uh, sure. Uh, let me let me just preface it by saying this is a, a further uh, study uh, based upon a report we dropped on your show initially. The UK uh, payment uh, independent personal independence payment system for disabilities, where we showed all sorts of signals in disabilities in 2022, and uh, we're now digging into. Uh, Deaths. That's just that was just disabilities. Now we're looking at excess deaths in one particular body system and cause cardiovascular disease. So we, we focus in on that. We did that because there's been a lot of media reports of sudden athletic deaths, celebrities, you name it, uh, and everyone in the mainstream media seems to want to indicate that it's anecdotal. So Carlos Signori and myself wanted to figure out whether there was a signal. And we looked at uh, two databases, the uh, uh, registered deaths database in, in the ONS and the all-cause deaths database. Uh, the, one of the pitfalls of our study, but we made adjustments for it, is there is a lag between uh, the causes and, and the registered deaths. The registered deaths capture all the, the, the dead. Then the causes are mm -hmm. assigned. In normal, in normal times, the lag isn't that big, but because a lot of the deaths have been younger age folks lately, um, there's been quite a lag. And in 21, there's still an 8% lag. They're still catching up, assigning causes to the registered deaths. And in 2022, there's a 30% lag. But the raw data, without us making adjustments, we, we adjust for this. The raw data without adjustment still shows a signal in cardiovascular uh, deaths above trend in 21 and 22. So even, even unadjusted, 
it still shows a signal. Once we adjust it and, and apply a, a ratio analysis, that's where we get the signal. And the signal is quite strong. And let me just go through the numbers real quick. I got four slides to get through. Then we can have a, a nice discussion about it and what, what, what should be done. This is the first uh, analysis. And we're focusing in on uh, age groups 15 through 44 in the UK. And you can see uh, cardiovascular deaths were actually trending down uh, in starting in 2010. And right before uh, COVID hit in 2020, it was about eight, uh, eight deaths per 100,000. And then it did rise in 2020, and we can talk about that. It went up back up to nine, then it uh, uh, then it then it went to ten, and now it's at eleven. That just shows you the trend, the trend change, and and how alarming that is, and that there is a signal going on in the UK of cardiovascular uh, deaths ex excessively uh, beyond the trend that was established um, that started uh, in 2020. If you want to go to the next slide, we can put this in percentage terms and standard deviation measurements. So. In 2020, cardiovascular deaths went up three, 13%, and that was about a three standard deviation move. That's, that's alarming, that, that, that signals something changed. Uh, but then in 2021, it went up uh, 30%. Uh, that was a seven and a half st standard deviation from trend, from the long-term trend established by 2010. And then in 2022, it's up 44% or 10 and a half standard deviations. So these are what we call strong, strong signals. It's, so it's just a signal that whatever the trend was, it's been uh, uh, broken, it's not an anomaly. Just to give your audience an idea of what a standard deviation means, a 3.8 standard deviation is the chance of lightning hitting you at least once in your lifetime. So these events are rare and they're different from the norm. So that's, when, that's why we put these into what we call Z-score standard deviations. And that, as, as finance uh, analysts and scientists would look at this as well, it just, it, it's, it's a way for us to say, hey, this is a signal. It needs investigation. Something is off the rails. So that, that's what the, the message I want to get across to anybody from the UK regulatory agency. If you have a signal, you have a strong signal and it needs to be talked about and investigated in, in this age group 15 through 44. Um, the next chart, we were able to break it down into men versus women. You can see here that uh, in 2021, 2020-21, women and men were about the same, but something's happened in 2022. Uh, men are now significantly higher than women. Uh, we, you know, we're not doctors. We speculate it may have something to do with more physical activity, but again, you know, we, we defer to the doctors to figure out why men are now getting the brunt of it. And then the final slide kind of just you know, gives a market size as to what's going on here. We, we refer to a paper, uh, uh, Borgen et al., it was a Swiss paper looking at uh, the incidence of just one uh, uh, part of myo, uh, one part of cardiovascular disease, which is myocarditis. And their paper cited uh, 2,800 per 100,000 uh, of, of an issue. Now, that doesn't mean everyone's going to die. That's just, and and, they, and they, they call it mild myocarditis. Uh, Cardias mild. Now we can we can debate what that means. And then over on the right, you see our data, and our data suggests uh, that there's still a lot of um, uh, growth. We call it we, we call it the market size. So what's 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 the growth in this market? This is what I this is what I did as a portfolio manager. This was a a new market, and sales were 
uh, what, uh, the, the disabilities per 100K and the deaths per 100K in 2022, we'd say, hey, how much more room uh, do we have to grow here? Uh, I don't want to alarm people, but if you apply this 2,800 per 100K number from the Bergen et al. paper, it sizes the market in the UK at 650,000 people in that age group, 15 through 44. Let's give the benefit of the doubt uh, to the mild myocarditis and say only 10% of those 650,000 develop a future problem. That's a 65,000 uh, person market uh, of individuals that could develop uh, uh, you know, either disability or death down the line. So that's what we do. We're, you know, th that's, all, that's all just back of the envelope math. Uh, I'm not trying to say it's true, but that's what I would do as a portfolio manager, try to figure out. We call it total available market. I made up an acronym, total, total available market for future death and disability. I know it's, it's macabre, but that's how we think on Wall Street. So we're trying to size the market. And the market looks pretty big, unfortunately. And then what is the PIP clearance? What is that? Uh, the, the, the PIP, that's, the, that's from our prior study. That's the number of uh, excess claims. I see. In just cardiovascular. And then those are excess events on your graph there cardiovascular yeah. claims yeah yeah that, you, so yeah, i've got a i've got a million questions um what, what do you take away from this well the the takeaway is something's happened since 2020 and really started accelerating in 21 and 22 where cardiovascular events in the uk and again i you know we could you know we can probably think that this is going on in other developed nations uh took off especially in young people and that's not expected. That's what the insurance companies that I've been reporting on are seeing. At least one part of the, the, uh, the deaths, uh, excess claims are seeing. Again, cardiovascular is just one single body system. There's other issues going on in, in the UK uh, disability uh, system. All body systems seem to be off the rails. But cardiovascular is one we focused on because that, that causes sudden, sudden death. And, and did, uh, bottom did line you, is... Did, the bottom line is it needs to be investigated. Whether you re believe my reason right. for it or not, it needs to be investigated. R right. This has been my, and I've noticed John Campbell is screaming about this a lot too, it, which is there are excess deaths. What is in there? Let's explain it. If it's COVID, let's deal with it. If it's vaccine, let's deal with it. If it's both, let's deal with it and figure out what we're doing uh, uh what what i what both he and i continue to shake our head about is why are why aren't the government agencies all over this uh i it's it's just so odd or do they know something we don't know that's what i'm, I'm starting to get paranoid a little bit i started thinking my goodness, they're pushing the vaccine for six months and above. Do they know something that they're not telling us? Is there something about this as a bioweapon and some reported potential catastrophe downstream that they're worrying about that they're not telling us about? Do you, is, is that even a possibility in your mind? Uh, anything's on the table. And I've, I've always said, right. you know, we have our thesis. You know what my thesis is? You know, I'm open to other other uh explanations and if, if that turned out to be true that that would be a problem but so far that's that been, be i've heard the same i've heard the same speculation but i haven't seen any evidence for it yet
Uh, I, I, it's interesting. I haven't really heard anybody speculate that it just naturally occurs to me, I guess. And, and when you, when you figure out the cardiovascular incidents here, are you opening up diagnostic codes? How are you getting this data? Yeah, let me go, let me go to the report. Uh, the IC, it's ICD 10 codes. Right. The I codes. Yeah. The I codes. Uh, okay. ICD-10 codes, in, uh, yeah, we talk about it in section 3.2. We refer to like, there's like 10 cardiovascular codes that we're pulling from this database. Right. And, you know, the I-codes is a kind of a diverse set of codes. There's valvular heart disease, there's muscle disease, there's coronary disease. Did anything, any amongst those stand up? I mean, the one that, you know, the, the coronary disease, I2, I25.10, did that show up more than others? So we're going to do it. There's a further on study we want to do uh, digging into just what you just said. But this, we just we we, we did this data because it, there was a strong signal in cardiovascular. We also want to get down to the issue of whether uh, it's chronic or acute, because um, that yeah. would also give us uh, a lot of a lot of information. Because chronic is you know there were issues beforehand, uh, and and it's not it, it's different than acute. So we want to figure out how much of it is acute versus chronic. Th those types of things. And there's going to be follow-on papers um, as, as we delve deeper and deeper into the data. So you're, that you're right. actually there's is hard. We, 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 we want to know. Go ahead. We yeah, want to know that what actually, you That actually is hard to pull out of. But but you're, you're pulling out chronic versus acute from an ICD-10 code is actually hard to see. It's because when somebody has a heart attack, you you put coronary disease. When you're seeing them six months later for their Lipitor assessment and how they're doing post uh, angiogram, you put the same code. So it, it's one was an acute event and the other's the chronic management of that acute event. So I don't know how you're going to tease these things out unless it's valvular heart disease and heart failure, which... Again, it could have developed after the vaccine and then be managed, you know, 12 months down the line. It's it's very hard to, I don't know how you're going to do that. Yeah, same here. Carlos is working on it. He's a genius. He's going to try to figure out something. But right now, that, those are questions that we have, uh, unanswered okay. questions. And, you know, that's what we do. We, we have a st this study raises more questions. For instance, yeah, yeah. What, happened in, what happened in 2020? Why, why did cardiovascular deaths go up 13%. Now, three standard deviations can occur. It's not, you know, that's no, uh, you know, plus, plus or minus one or two standard deviations is noise. Three is a, uh, hey, something's going on here. Uh, so we wanna, you know, we wanna, what, what happened in 2020 in the UK? Uh, you know, was it COVID? Was it lockdown? There, there's confounding factors. So we wanna isolate these factors. But what we do know is in 2022, it's it's a it's a strong signal at this point, and we suspect uh, 2023 will uh, be even higher than 2022 uh, because excess mortality in the UK in this age group has already hit a new all time high in our annualized 23 numbers. Oh my! And I I know you've had some contact with John Bodwin, right? Yeah, and he was looking at and he's been looking at the G codes with sort of sort of stroke esque codes or at least neuro, you know, neuronal, neuro, neurology codes, which stroke is a big part of the G codes. Are you guys looking there at all? Have you seen his stuff? Do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, we've, we've been talking to him. We're going to look at, 
again, this is this is a work in progress. We're going to go into every body cause, hopefully at some point. And you know, Carlos is even thinking we can predict. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're you know we'll we'll have to like create some sort of IP around us, but predictive models for figuring out uh, these types of causes ahead of time, these excess claims, and then sell it to insurance companies who can then get their actuarial tables correct because they don't seem to know what's going on. Do they have concerns about what's going on? Uh, they do, but this is a slow, sleepy, sleepy industry. Josh Sterling, who I did some early work with, uh, he's a, he was a former Wall Street sell-side analyst. He has formed the Insurance Coalition to Save Lives, where the vaccine is on the table, but it, you know, it's not the, uh, the biggest focus. But there is a quiet kind of um, uh, coalition to, to figure out what's going on. We, you know, there's the elephant in the room that still can't be talked about at, at a lot of these companies. But the hope is that Josh will break that, that glass ceiling and this become open discussion. You know, I, I have whistleblowers who believe what I believe, and they're seeing horrendous numbers right now in the third quarter. Uh, their their uh, excess death claims uh, in group life are going back up, and their long term disability is accelerating. Unfortunately, I, I'm assuming you're tilting at the notion that it is vaccine related. How do you how do you tease out COVID versus vaccine versus COVID and vaccine, given that pretty much everyone's had COVID and vaccine? Yeah, no, exactly. That's a great question, and that's that's. That's part of the uh, um, the questions that need to be asked, and the regulators have the information. We don't. We don't. We don't. I would love to get the status of those excess claims and vaccination status. The insurance companies in the U.S. would want that too, but they they have, don't have access to that either. Um, they might actually sue for that that information at some point. There's some uh, whispering that that might occur because they they you know their number of people. They want to be very sure before they do anything, and they want to, you know, they're not investors like we are. They're, you know, they they look at history and numbers, so they want to get access to this data. Right. They've yet to be able to get access to it, and you know, the you know, the transparency is key here. And why wouldn't you release the vaccination status? You know, if if you we wanted to figure out if the vaccine was doing something. Right. So, so you're saying that we don't even know the vaccine status of, represented by these numbers, right? I mean, we can assume no. that most, most all have had a vaccine. What's odd to me is that you're not allowed to ask any questions if there's even a possibility of implicating the vaccine, right? Isn't that sort of what we're up against here? You can't ask anything, even though it all might be COVID. Even though it all might be COVID, you're not allowed to ask questions because, oh, oh, it might have something to do with the vaccine. Yeah, you know, I, I remember the Demar Hamlin incident referenced earlier on this show, and um, what I found very curious about that was the indignation that anybody would dare ask his vaccination status. Where you know, a mere eighteen months earlier, you had to show your papers to get into a restaurant and show your vaccination status. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I just found that yeah. ironic. Yeah, it is very a lot of things was ironic about that whole event. But but uh, I wanted to ask something about the regulators that had occurred to me. I guess it's that why do you imagine, I mean, do you have any theory as to why they're being so circumspect about releasing their information? Oh, and I wanted to say one other thing. I don't know if you're aware, but, but so why are they circumspect is one question, and, I, and I'll let you answer that in a second. But I don't know if you saw my interview with, um, Dr. Kelly's interview with, uh, Dr. Freeman, F-R-A-I-M-A-N. John Campbell did an interview with him as well. Uh, 
And in that interview, he said, I, he discovered one thing jumped out for him that has stayed with me ever since. He, a lot of things jumped out, but one he thought was just mind boggling. And that was that when he was asking how they were using the VAERS data, they said, oh, no, no, the VAERS data does not show much vaccine. There's not a lot of vaccine consequence in the VAERS. So much of it is not vaccine. He goes, how do you know that? He goes, in their response, literally, quote, was, well, we got a guy. We got a guy that goes out and assesses. So they literally have somebody that goes out and determines whether something is or is not, something indeterminate, something literally that's not determinable. It's just data. And rather than accept the data, they go out and go, uh, imagine during the Vioxx debacle, if Merck had sent out people who said, no, 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 that's not the Vioxx. That's not Vioxx. That's just heart attacks. Because heart attacks are common. Not the Vioxx. It's our, yeah. Why? Because our guy said so. That's literally what our regulators do. Are you aware of that? A. And B, why do you think they're so circumspect? Well, you just answered part of uh, your question for me. <laughs> they have a guy. They have a guy. That's, I mean, they have a guy Don't that dismisses me. out of hand that it's the vaccine. Okay, fine. Um, well, let's let's let before I speculate. Let's 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 state the obvious. We've uh, uncovered signal after signal after signal from publicly available databases. There are regulators who have the same data and even more data, and they get billions of dollars in budgets. And they have statisticians and, you know, so, you know, they're people that look at numbers and, and create, you know, tables and look at, you know, slice the data. They have not seen these signals, apparently, that, you know, that myself and others, I mean, we're not the only ones that have looked at this. There are lots of people looking at uh, excess mortality and there seems to be signals all over the place. So that's the first question is why are they not able to see the signals? And if they aren't, why are we paying them? Now, let's assume that they are. Let's go to speculation period now, time. Uh, let's assume they see the signals. Why aren't they telling us? Well, I can only speculate, and it has to do with politics and um, such. A, if, if, if these signals that we're seeing are related to the vaccine, it's going to take down a bunch of institutions and politicians and, and CEOs. So I think that they're loath to make enemies and... Uh, it's the institutional imperative uh, that I used to see in corporations now in regulatory agencies where those who advance uh, don't, adva don't advance the public good, they advance their own careers. So I think we see a lot of that going on. So I, I wanna emphasize again what your data found. You, you went in, you looked at the eye codes, the cardiovascular codes, and as of 2020, you found a three standard deviation increase in 20 that went up to 7.5 and then now 10.5 standard deviations off what would be expected cardiovascular deaths for that same period of time. Men doing worse than women, and it's in the age group of 15 to 44. We don't even know what's going on in the elderly population. It might be a lot worse, correct? Uh I, I, I may be misspeaking here, but Carlos said there was a signal there as well, but he wanted to focus on this group because this group's not expected to have uh, these, kind of, uh, these kind of events. So this is why we focused on them. I'd have to check back with Carlos, but I'm pretty sure there's a signal in the elderly as well. We just haven't put it uh, into a paper. Well, the, the, the reason it is so important is that the young do not have a lot to gain from being vaccinated as Omicron has almost no significant effect 
we think, unless all this standard deviation is due to the virus, the spike protein from the virus rather than the spike protein from the vaccine. And yet it could be either or both, correct? Uh, it certainly could, but um, we suspect it's, it's more of the vaccine. And I keep going back to what I talked about early on in your show months ago, the temporal event in the third quarter of uh, 2021, August, September, October timeframe. In the Society of Actuary numbers, where excess mortality for millennials went spiked up to 84% from 30%. And, and we call that a temporal event. It just was such a huge rise from 30 to 84%. You know, what did we know happened then? Um, uh, mandates and vaccines. So that's why I keep, keep going back to the vaccine is the likely culprit. Am I dismissing COVID as causing some of this? No. Uh, but I'd certainly love to find out what the, what, what the, what the mixed ratio, you know, is it 10% long COVID and 90% vaccine or is it 50-50? You know, that needs to be found out at some point. Yeah, I completely agree. Is there a world in which you, I'm trying to decide, you know, again, could there be suicide? Could there be there other things? Could be drug addiction in, embedded in this as well? When you look at excess mortality, did you try to ferret out which ICD-10 code was predominantly the the pr predominantly uh, responsible for the excess mortality? I think we're going to be working on that in the future, but we just looked initially at all-cause mortality. And again, I, I point out to the, the 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 temporal spike in the group life policyholders, which are Fortune 500 and and mid-sized companies. That to me was has always been a smoking gun. And uh, I just can't wrap my head around a suicide pact in, in those, uh, you know, uh, highly employed folks or missed cancer screening appointments, which really doesn't happen for that age group and or uh, drug, over, uh, um, drug overdoses. You don't keep your job very long if you're a fentanyl or heroin user. So are they in the state, all-cause state mortality? That, state that data. State the data again so everyone's clear what you're talking about. The, the Society of Actuaries in uh 2022 august put out a report on 2021 they found 40 percent uh excess all-cause mortality claims in 2021 but if you looked at actually quarter by quarter by quarter uh the millennials 25 through 44 had the highest excess uh, mortality of anyone in a very short period of time 84 it spiked to 84 percent excess claims in that age group and then it started coming back down. It's running right now around 25%. So there was an event in the third quarter of 2021. And my speculation has always been that event was job mandates uh, and vaccine mandates. And to be, be clear, by that point in 2021, we were into the Omicron era. And why would we be seeing a spike unless something about the long-term effects of COVID was having something downstream, right? Which is possible. Well, it was. It, well, why would it spike all of a sudden? Again, I'm just an analyst. Why would it spike in the third quarter yeah. of 2021 then come, come back down? My suspicion is uh, they rolled out the vaccines. We all knew that um, uh, that this COVID was affecting mostly old folks. And I remember myself as a young man. Uh, working, you know, 80 hours a week, I didn't have time to go get a vaccine for something I didn't, right. I, in my head, I thought I didn't, I thought I didn't need. But then 
Yeah. Lo and behold, your the emails go out. You get this, or you lose your job. We we that's it. Pulled forward what I called a lot of millennial hesitant vaccine people, and voila, that's what uh, that was that temporal spike. All right, we're gonna take a little break. Uh, I have the potential to take some calls, perhaps here too, as well. So I see a few of you with your hand up. I'll see if I can get some calls, perhaps as well. You ready to? Take, is you up? Are you up for a couple calls, Ed? Oh sure. All right. And where would you like people to go to uh, find your materials? And do you have another book coming out too, don't you? Uh, not to my knowledge. <laughs> no, I thought you um, told me last time you were working on, I guess more publications coming out is what you were telling me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where should they go to find your materials? Financetechnologies.com spelled with a PH. We have all sorts of different uh, uh, reports and projects. All Cause Mortality. Uh, uh, disabilities in the UK and the US, mRNA, a clinical uh, study analysis of the SAEs, linking them to the real world events, the UK uh, PIP data, UK cardiovascular report. We're going to be, uh, we have some NIH analysis, we have absence rate analysis and uh, work time lost analysis. So we, we have a lot of data, more continues to be published. Um, we're going deeper and deeper into this, the more we find out. And again, finance at P H I N A N C E technologies, and and the a lot of NHS stuff, which is the British healthcare system, is that because they are more forthcoming with their data or better at collecting the data, or both? Yeah, it's one of the biggest it's one of the biggest employers in the UK, and they actually mm. present this data. So we were able to do an analysis of the NHS absence rates and work time lost, and it, it essentially mirrored uh, the UK overall uh, picture and the US picture. So we have three different databases all confirming the same thing, that uh, absences and work time lost are up 12 standard deviations above a 20-year trend in the UK and the US in 2022. And now we're taking a little break. Be right back after this. Fall is right around the corner, which means dry, flaky red skin from allergy season is coming with it. But the best way to take care of your skin is with our skincare secret, Genucel. You don't need to worry about that puffy, tired eye look or those annoying dark spots or even dry flaky skin because Genucel skincare has you covered. Susan and I love our Genucel products so much, we want you to try our personally curated skincare bundles. It's risk-free at genucel.com slash Drew. Genucel works so well, you can see the results in this unplanned live moment on our show when the Redness Repair Cream repaired my skin in just minutes right before your eyes. Their concentrated vitamin C serum helps keep your skin plump and hydrated. Plus, with their immediate effects, you can see astonishing results in under 12 hours. Quick, effective, and easy. Go to genucel.com slash Drew right now to try our bundles and save over 60% today. And remember to enroll in Genucel's world-class concierge program for additional savings and free shipping. Don't wait. It's genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash D-R-E-W. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar, inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, gold. And you can own it in a tax shelter retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just visit birchgold.com slash Drew for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. 
Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. I do not give financial advice, and previous performance is no guarantee of future performance. Visit birchgold.com slash Drew to get your free info kit on gold. That is B-I-R-C-H-G-O-L-D dot com slash D-R-E-W. I think everyone knows the next medical crisis could be just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of another pandemic or something much more routine like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their physicians on like Dr. McCullough frequently. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals you can trust. And their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. It's really, it's a safety net. It's an insurance policy yeah, absolutely. that you hope you're not going to need. But if you need it, you sure as heck are going to wish you had it if you need it. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin, z the medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all these life-saving medications. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID-19, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured, knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help you and your family stay safe from whatever life throws at you next. Go to drdrew.com TWC. That is drdrew.com forward slash TWC to get 10% off today. Just click on that link. So back with that Dowd. Uh, and as I said, we try to take up the calls here. Also, make sure you go to drdrew.com slash sponsors to get all the coupon codes and links to our great sponsors who keep this boat afloat. Also, I, I in the chat room, I'm in the, at the Twitter Spaces. I see all the real truther whose uh, Twitter analysis I actually admire greatly. He's a very interesting opinion and analysis of data. And again, I try to look at all sides that, that's coming in, and I'm trying to get him to come up and talk to you and see how he'd like to uh, discuss your data with you. Also, let's bring in just uh, day D, whatever that is. Let's see, just yeah, just day da. <laughs> Uh, justice through data. Let's bring justice through data on up. And again, truth, or if you'd like to come up, I'd love to have you come in here and um, discuss Ed's data. You may be thinking of things that I don't think of. Um, here we go. Uh, are you there? You got to You're on mute. It should be there. Yes, uh, I am. Caleb. Is that is everything? Oh, there we are. There you are. Go right ahead. So thank you for the input, and Ed, as always, thank you for the analysis. Uh, was certainly interested in a bit more data around 2020, as there were no vaccines then, as well as 2023. There's very few, if not no vaccines taken in 2023, yet we still have COVID infections. So why would you attribute it to the vaccine and not the infection? Oh, wait, hang on a second. We're, we've got, hang on one second, Ed, 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 Ed. Uh, we're not hearing Ed for some reason. Susan, is that here or is that uh, Caleb? Try again, try Anybody? again, Ed. Can you hear me? There we go, you're back. Go ahead. So why, why yeah. that's what I was asking. Why not COVID? Why not COVID plus vaccine? Why vaccine? Well, Dr. Ryan Cole has said that, uh, unfortunately, he thinks some uh, vaccine uh, people who took the vaccine are producing spike protein well after uh, it was supposed to disappear from the system. And uh, excess mortality continues to rise, especially in the UK. It's hitting a new all-time high in 2023. 
So if you're attributing it to COVID, why don't we have a pandemic uh, announced because deaths are worse in this age group now? And I, I, I would also say that uh, the, 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 the variant is so weak at this point, it does not, in my estimation, cause uh, people to be taken out to the woodshed when they get it. I, I want to say that all we know really is that the syndrome is weak, right? We, we know that this infecting agent with the predominant host environment, which is previously infected, previously vaccinated, almost everybody, in that environment, the syndrome of infection is quite mild. That's just simply the case. Would you agree with that analysis, Ed? The, uh, the, yes. Uh, but uh, okay. so my my what I would have loved to see have seen is the um, disabilities and excess deaths trend back towards normal. And that would have been my best. I, I, I'm not rooting for excess deaths and disabilities. I, I was hoping they would trend lower. And then, unfortunately, there was an inflection point this summer in, in U.S. disabilities that inflected up about a million. Uh, we just got the 2023 data in the UK uh, for this age group that on an annualized basis is now at a new all time high. So the question has to be asked, why is it accelerating? And if, if, if it's, if it's uh, due to the fact that these vaccines may have blown up people's immune systems, there's other things going on here and this needs to be investigated. So at the very least, let's say I'm wrong and it's not the vaccines. Why is there no investigation into any of these, these, uh, things that are going on. And if you want to blame COVID, if it turns out to be COVID, sure, I'll admit I'm wrong, but it, it, it's not being talked about from our regulators and our politicians and uh, the media, which is very curious to me. So it's curious that to restate, but now, by the way, when I asked that question, you pointed at the actuarial data, right? That also there was that sudden temporal spike associated with people returning to work and the mandate. So, but that's another issue. But, but to this issue, um, it's 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 odd that most countries are documenting excess mortality, particularly in younger age groups, that are deeply concerning, and yet no one seems to be parsing out the diagnosis codes that are represented, or at least looking at like you are specific diagnosis codes that I can find. I can't find any publications on that. So, truth or you did come up. Go ahead and unmute yourself. I'd love to hear from you. Hey, is, are you there talking you to me, Doctor Drew? I, I am talking hey. to you. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks for uh, for uh, coming on today. Yeah, so uh, I had two issues to sort of push back against some of his claims. The first is his major claim is the fall uh, of 2021, or the, is when he believes that's when vaccines were killing people. But in America at that time. That's the exact moment of Delta. You had mentioned Omicron. It's actually Delta. That's when Delta was hitting younger people in the exact age groups he's claiming were caused by vaccines, the hardest, especially in the Southeast region, which was heavily unvaccinated in those age groups. And it was it was a significant amount of unvaccinated people dying, younger, unhealthy, of course, suffering from obesity, diabetes, et cetera, because a lot of unhealthy younger people live in the Southeast. These are the people that were dying. Now, you combine that with the overdose deaths. You combine that with the increased record gun violence, the increased record alcohol deaths, missed medical care deaths from all from the pandemic, et cetera. And that's literally the exact cause of those deaths. Vaccines were actually lowering excess deaths and, and do lower excess deaths. That's that's been that's been shown multiple times because 
if you look at the, the so, states so hold on, or hold the on. counties. Wait, let's let, let's let him answer that. Hold on, let's let him answer that. So, and by the way, okay. you know, for a thirty-year-old, missed medical appointments has no impact, <laughs> even if you have diabetes. Well, it really is. Thirty-year-olds are good. We're talking about people that were we're talking about people that were very unhealthy, upwards of sixty-five, not just thirty-year-olds, forty-five, fifty-year-olds. People have oh, his issues. data. His uh, his data is he's talking about fifteen to forty-four-year-olds only. Right, data. and I'm specific. Yeah, I'm specifically talking about twenty to forty-four year olds because I want the one country he okay. seems to ignore okay. is Sweden, which we actually have a good control group because Sweden didn't have those issues we had. They didn't have the overdoses, they didn't have the gun violence, they didn't have the missed medical cares. Twenty to forty-four in Sweden, mm-hmm. higher vaccine rates than the United States, about eighty-six percent higher vaccine rates. Negative excess two twenty in twenty twenty one, negative excess in twenty twenty two, and double negative excess in twenty twenty three. Minus seven percent, minus seven percent, minus fourteen percent. Significantly historic negative excess in a group with higher vaccine rates as a perfect control group to prove that it cannot be the vaccines unless you can prove that Sweden got a placebo. Okay, hold on. So let's. There's several different questions being asked there. So go ahead, Ed. You want, what do you want to address? Uh, well, on, in terms of the. Uh the smoking gun, I'm referring to the Society of Actuaries data, group policies, Fortune 500 and mid-sized companies. These are the healthiest amongst us. They're not, overbe- they're not overweight. They're not obese. They're not unhealthy people. They have access to the best health care. And Delta was in, in circulation in the months prior to the mass vaccination program, but we didn't see a spike, a concurrent spike in, the, in this group of people. They started spiking August, September, October, when corporations started mandating vaccines. So Delta was already in the population in April, May, June, and hospitalizations, that age group was not dying in mass, at least in the group life policy arena. So, so forget, forget Delta being the cause. Of taking well, out no, you're not looking at when you're not looking at when the cases came. The cases came in the southeast at that exact time. Florida got hit in that summer and September period. They didn't get hit before with Delta. This is, but this hang is on, group but, uh, life truth or, This was not. Uh, wait, hold on. You're both you're both you're both talking about two different populations. Yeah. You're talking about two different populations, group, aren't we? Yeah. The, the group, the Society of Actuaries, was not based in Florida. It was not Florida data. This was across, the, this is excess claims across their whole group life policies. 84%, 84%. That's so statistically off the charts and to blame it on Delta seems a little, a little ridiculous to me, especially since Delta was already it, in the population pa- in the summer. That's only partially, but only again, partially what, blaming them. Yeah, ahead. I'm saying it could be both too. That's the other thing. That, that's a part that I'm really struggling with is that I, I have a feeling when we get to the, we really figure this out, there's going to be contributions from both. Well, why is he not looking at COVID. the control group that we have? We have Sweden. We have a great control group of the exact Sweden. same age groups he's claiming. Negative excess mortality, historic negative excess, not just little, a lot of negative, and with higher vaccine rates than the, than the America. Higher vaccine rates. We didn't have 86% rates okay, in hold that on. group. Hold on. Let's hear it. Go ahead, Ed. Uh, as he looked at, uh, we, we, we put Sweden in our analysis, and their excess deaths trended down, and now they're trending back up. So how no, they're negative for all of 2023. They're negative for all of 2023. Wait, no. So hold on. No, so hold on. So not, truth, not, where not are you getting? Uh, I get. Hey, I get hold on a second. Let's data, find out where data. the data. Well, so there's a great data, data researcher. From? There's truth a great data researcher. Where do you yeah, get it from? I'm, I'm a, there's a. 
there's a great data researcher on tw- on Twitter named Paul Dobsey who does incredible excess mortality data, and he's also shown that the highest vaccinated countries have the lowest excess mortality since vaccination. Like Sweden has the lowest excess mortality in Europe since vaccination. Meanwhile, the highest vaccinated countries like Romania and Bulgaria have the highest historic excess mortality since vaccinations. In fact, Bulgaria has lost almost 1% of their country in excess, which is equivalent to 4 million Americans dead in excess. That is incredible. And they had 29% vaccine rates by the end of 2021. That's lower than Africa. It was an historic failure to vaccinate their elderly and and their vulnerable in 2021. And if you look at the U.S. Were States. they an older? Hang on, were they yes, an older they're an population? Older they're an older, oh, definitely yeah. an so, older population, but so is Sweden. But so is Sweden. Sweden has the lowest excess mortality with one of the highest vaccine rates. No country in Europe has well, vaccinated more you, three plus boosters I, than Sweden. Hang on, you're you're saying though you're saying it's low in the twenty to forty four age group. Is it is it also low in the elderly population? It's it's low. Well, Bulgaria was low across the board, but Sweden was significantly high in the young population. They vaccinated as young as twelve year olds, fifty seven percent. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying the men mortality and, and, issues. But anyway, anyway, let's. We're, we're, it's hard. To, it's hard to you know keep hold of all these things in mind without having you know graphs and whatnot. But but but, but, but I, Ed I, I is look just at, specifically looking at. He's looking at 2021 and saying the U.S. excess was because of vaccines. But at the exact same time, the exact same group, we had negative excess in Sweden. If he can't explain that, then there, then there, it has to be another reason, and that's why I say look at other things. Look at okay. gun violence, overdose deaths, drug right. violence. It's, Okay, hold tight. Yes, where, where did so you get group, your Sweden data? Life, the, group, the group, the group life policyholders experienced uh, drug violence and overdoses on the third quarter of 2021. Gotcha. Totally, totally gotcha. Where, where, and where did you get? And where did you get your Sweden data, Ed? Uh, yeah, it's on our website. It's cited on our website. I don't have. I mean, it's it's one of. But the where did you collect it? Was it from the government, or was it was it from the government, or do you guys have some other source? How, how did you guys get? No, it was, data? It, was, it, was gov- it was probably government data. I think it's Eurostat data. I mean, I okay. can't remember all the data. Thanks for the moment, but it's on it's on our website. Uh, let's see who else we're trying to get everyone up here. There's a lot of hands up. So give me a, give me a moment. I, uh, I sent a DM to the real truth yeah, to see if, if he'll send some of the charts and data and more of the info. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I don't know quite who, who to get up here. There's a bunch of hands up and I'm trying to get everybody uh, a chance here. And we are, we are running low on time. All right, let me bring Joe up here. Uh, Joe, give your point of view. What's that, Susan? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rumble is the Rumble ranters are, are at it. Joe, uh, you got to unmute yourself once you get connected. Yeah, for a second here. Mm, did not work. We're going to get uh, Buck up here. Uh, hang on a second, Buck. There you are. Unmute yourself, Buck. Boy, I think, you know how we get, sometimes we get weird stuff going on here, Caleb. That is happening now. Uh, Let's try the only mark. Right, the only mark. Yeah, a lot of people with their hands up, and I'm trying to get you guys up here. If you can hear us, the only mark, we want you. Hi, how you doing? How's everyone? There you are. He made it up. Hi. Welcome. How's it going? Yeah, Good. I just got a question for uh, Dr. Drew. If he thinks it's the vaccines that are causing all the excess deaths, 
What about all the deaths that happened in the first year of data? The parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise, for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family dogs, cats, even horses in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7, a company founded by two guys who lost dogs to serious conditions, including cancer. Pet Club 24-7 has an incredible array of products, including a line of supplements for humans, such as the Inforce Plus Corollius Versicolor and Inforce Corollius Versicolor with Reishi. My friend and colleague, Christina Ferrari, a cancer survivor herself, swears by it. When I was diagnosed, the doctor in the emergency room told me, you have two years to live. Oh, boy. Along with the stem cell, I took these. I have been in remission for eight years now. For dogs, mush puppy treats are a fan favorite. Rex, oh, boy. <laughs> he came right. Oh, there he is. They are also made with the Coriolis Versicolor Mushroom, which supports their immune system, according to hundreds of clinical studies. Here's Kristen Ludlow, National Vice President. That strain does matter. We do have the most potent strain, and we also extract it in a proprietary way. And that's why we've been having such wonderful experiences with these products. Mush puppies are made here in the U.S. There are no fillers. It's non-addicting. Your dog can't accidentally overdose. Go to drdrew.com slash petclub247 for a discount off the list price. That is drdrew.com. P-E-T-C-L-U-B-247, Pet Club 247. First year of data from what? From all the deaths, the first year. If it's the vaccines that's causing all the excess of deaths. I, I, by the way, have no opinion. I don't know if it's COVID, COVID and vaccine, or vaccine. vaccine. You're saying what caused the death before the vaccine? Yes. COVID caused the death. COVID. We were in a pandemic. We were in a pandemic. Pandemic is defined by... See, that's one of the things that's curious. Hang on. Mark, one of the things that's curious is pandemics are defined by excess mortality, right? When you have excess mortality, you're in a pandemic. That's That's the one thing I find curious about the present moment. We have persistent excess mortality in many countries. Why aren't we declaring something? Why aren't we declaring something? What's in there? What's causing it? Are we in another pandemic? If it is COVID, we should be freaked out. Uh, what? 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 Why aren't they saying something? What about harm well, from COVID? That's no, what we're saying. No if COVID. it's a pandemic, that's what I meant. That's what I'm saying. Right. They should be saying this is COVID, but they're not. They're not saying it's COVID. They're not saying it's anything. And, and we're in excess mortality, which is serious business. What's that? What do you think, Ed? So one of the curious things about the excess, there were excess deaths in 2020. The, the uh, uh, commentators absolutely correct. There were about 500,000 excess mm-hmm. deaths in 2020. And there were about 500,000 yep. excess deaths in 2021. The most curious yep. thing about that is the mix shift. We we uh, we saw a huge mix shift to mostly uh, a big you know standard deviation historical uh, you know deviation from norm for the young in 2021, especially in the fall of 2021, not not the spring of 21, not not early 21, the fall of 2021, and that spike that temporal spike occurred basically in the second half of of the year, and that's when the insurance companies raised their hands. They weren't losing any money. Uh, when old people were dying in 2020 because they'd mostly paid into the system. A lot of them were retired, no longer had group life policies. So this started happening in 21. So until someone can answer for me why a virus would decide to leave young people alone 
in 2020, but then switched the mix shift in 2021. That's a curious virus, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it's all these all these things. I don't seem to be easily answered. It's just, it's such an odd. I, again, I the the Sweden. I've seen Truther put that Swedish data up uh, on Twitter before, and I I um I wish I'd looked at it more carefully. I and where that data is coming from and whatnot. I have no reason to disbelieve that's what he's saying. But you you got you got different data looking at it from where again your Swedish no, data? No, no, they, they they did. Let me go to our website. They did have uh, the, the lowest excess mortality, but it started to rise again. So when it went negative, I see. But then it started to become less negative, and now it's rising. And and, so, and, it, and again, it's the twenty to forty four age group. Well, no, that was that was, that was all of Sweden. The whole the total population. We can we can. I I, I, I don't have the I don't have the numbers in my head, but you can go to my website and see what happened yeah. to Sweden. Okay. We we put Sweden up. Well, there. let's we kind of wrap it's things part, up. It's part, it's part of our it's part of our analysis. We don't we don't hide Sweden. It's there, but it's also a small population. They didn't do lockdowns, which may have had some confounding factors. We don't know, but it's a it's it's also a very young population as well. I believe. Well, he, he, he what Truther was talking about was again twenty to forty-four year olds. He was looking at that population specifically. When I, I need to see that data again, and again, I, I needs to be explained. I agree with him. It does need to be explained. All this stuff needs to be explained. And my my constant <laughs> refrain is why why isn't the NHS? Why isn't the CDC? Why isn't the NIH? Why aren't these organizations telling us or asking the questions or? do they are are they and they just haven't published it yet what you know why do we have to sit and kind of figure it out on our own what do you think well to, you know you you brought up a point from the last caller where he said where you said look excess mortality seems to still be trending and we don't have a pandemic declared why i mean and and, and we're not talking right. about covid per se anymore that is the most curious thing to me the h the who and everybody kind of put covid to rest Several months ago, Rochelle Walensky resigned from the CDC, said, job well done, hooray. But here we are in 2023 with disabilities in June going up a million, uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics survey. We have absence rates off the charts. So whatever, whatever you want to say about whether I'm right or real truth is right, why is the regulatory bodies quiet on this? This is a devastating impact to the economy. So whether whether uh, we're right on the vaccines or not, we're going to be analyzing these numbers and making calls on the economy in our hedge fund. So, you know, we'll still be right because we'll have the data showing that th these trends are in place. And these trends are and pandemic even, like trends. They're, they're, they're pandemic. Well, I was going to say, yeah, and maybe the pandemic is depression. Maybe the pandemic is drug addiction. Maybe the pandemic is I, stroke. I, I don't know. But they're, but it's pandemic-like numbers with no response from the government. And the same government that said one death is too many 18 months ago. Literally, one death is too many. And now here we have l literally hundreds of thousands and young people dying and nothing. Zero. You know, crickets. That's what's upsetting me. If it's COVID, let us know. If it's the lockdowns, let us know. It's just not being declared with any kind of clarity that I that I can find. Maybe I'm wrong. One thing one thing that concerns me is, and this is speculation on my part because I'm not a doctor, but I wanted to see the trends come down. I wanted to see excess mortality and disability trend and the growth trends break and roll over. 
They've reaccelerated. Mm-hmm. So something's going on in the last several months that is alarming. And my fear, and again, I'm not a doctor, is that it's uh, a medium-term effect from the vaccines. And if it is, we got a problem, Houston. So we just need to have an open discussion and talk about these numbers. But there seems to be zero interest from our governments, the media, and uh, you know the tech companies as well that continue to kind of suppress us, uh, except for Twitter at the moment. And it's not just in this country, let's be fair. So Truther, I guess, sent over some uh, graphs to Caleb. Caleb, going to put what, what you got? I guess it's the, I get it's the sweetest. Yeah, I have, the, I have one chart here. Truther sent this one. I don't know if, if he wants to call in again and, and try and explain. This is the chart that he just DM'd me on Twitter. It's showing, it says mortality. at the top, Western Europe estimated age standardized excess mortality ages 20 to 44. This is the 2021. I'm uh, downloading and getting the 2022 chart in a second if you guys where is that published is Uh, that what's in the parentheses there in tiny print it it doesn't uh well okay it's not on there and what was the sp and then is that you is that what you're saying can you bring it back up is that what you're saying edward going back up the way that uh final uh graph is going or is is that temporal we're even looking at well there's different countries i see i don't don't know what i don't know what i'm looking at to be honest yeah, I don't really either. <laughs> it's Western yeah, European estimated age standards mortality, ages 20. He's just showing that it's it's less in, I can't read what that says, Finland and Sweden. It's less in Finland and Sweden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then Sweden, what's the other Finland. And, okay. uh, and I'm pulling the them up graph? now. There's other ones for other years, but I, I do want to say I haven't actually fact-checked what this chart is. This was sent to us by the person who called in a minute ago. So I'm, gonna, I'm yeah, getting yeah, the other two. Yeah, we're just visualizing what he was what he was reporting, so that's all. Spain was high. And how was Spain's vaccine rates? That, that's the point he's making. There's a relationship between Italy was high. Italy was high in terms of death. Yeah, but uh, but these are older populations, and it's 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 very complicated. And he, by the way, he said it was twenty to forty four. I don't see that specifically in that data. Well, listen, I I don't have a. I've got to do a. a presentation in a few minutes here uh so i want to give ed a chance to kind of wrap things up what what do you what, you know what's the what what's keeping you up at night what are you working on next Where, is it the g codes is it uh just trying to get get an explanation from somebody on what what's in these excess mortality data? Where, where do you what are you thinking these days well, first of all, we, we dropped the UK PIP data on your on your show. That's where that's how we released it. And it shows either systemic fraud is occurring and or all sorts of body systems are off the charts. So there's signals everywhere in the disability system in the UK. And if those rates continue, they'll go bankrupt at some point. So somebody over there needs to, you know, at least engage with us and answer some questions. Uh, I just pulled up our Sweden data. Uh, Swedish Swedish, uh, uh, death rates were coming down. They went up in 2020. There were 5% excess deaths. And this is total population, 5% in 2020. It dropped down in 21 to negative 1.3%. And then in 2022, it rose back up to 1.38%. We don't have the 23 numbers we're working on, though. So it'll be interesting to see what's going on in 23 in Sweden. But they had more excess deaths in 2020. They came down in 21, and now they're rising again. So, you know, what went on there, that's one country. Uh, we see excess deaths uh, rising there as well. So the trend, it's not that, 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 that Sweden is like out of the woods. There seems to be going the wrong way at the moment. Interesting. Uh, it's, it's, 
to to me the the greatest problem just to summarize is that nobody's really debating whether or not there is excess mortality the problem is that there is a trend not only is there excess mortality as a trend in the upward direction right for the most part is that accurate to say that yeah, well, for the most part, yeah. it, 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 it's it spiked a lot in 2021, but it's now rising again for the most part. Yeah, and and the, some of the other data around disability is showing. I've never heard you say that it's going to bankrupt the system. So obviously, the you know Great Britain should be very concerned about that. And are they talking about it? Is it something that we can? They can help us understand how they're going to respond to it or what they think is going on since they have a crisis on their hands. And for the rest of us, we have essentially pandemic-style numbers. Not Now, do they meet criteria for pandemic? That's not up to me. But it is it is effectively in a, organizations that said one death was too many. We have pandemic-level sorts of numbers and no talking about it, no discussion about it, no public discourse no press reporting and at least if it needs to be put to rest for some reason why not do that why not at least acknowledge it and then put it to rest it it seems like they can't put it to rest either they don't know what's going on there they're afraid to ask what's going on there or they do know and are afraid to talk about it isn't that an, a fair assessment of what's going on uh correct and I, I don't know if you've been following uh Dr. Offit's comments, but he is now kind of pulling a slight 180 on myocarditis and saying that he's decided not to get boosters for his own personal risk assessment, uh, citing some papers that, yes, myocarditis does occur with this vaccine. There are papers on that, and that seems to be uh, becoming settled scientific debate as we move forward. Nothing's ever settled, but it seems Uh, to be that, you know, we went from no myocarditis to Yes, and maybe the vaccine's causing it, and they're quote unquote mild. Right, and and look, mild in in my world, when you saw myocarditis of any stripe, it was a medical emergency, and especially in a young person, because you cannot predict who's going to have serious arrhythmias. You can't predict that. There's no such thing. mild myocarditis just as likely to cause arrhythmias as serious myocarditis. It's just not as likely to cause cardiomyopathy down the line, which is the dreaded complication, provided you don't have life-threatening arrhythmias. All of these things are dreadful, dreadful risks and really serious. And throughout my career, medical emergencies that you paid incredibly close attention to, not dismissed it as mild. And the issue about myocarditis being caused by COVID is not settled science. Now there are people going back and forth with data saying it's not so much from COVID, it's more from the vaccine. So again, we need that data to continue to kind of mill through. I'm just glad to see both sides coming through in the literature. I'm so, it's been such a weird three years where it only goes one direction and you don't see the usual back and forth. At least there, you're seeing some back and forth a conversation in the scientific clinical literature. Ed, we appreciate as always you coming in and sharing your data with us. Uh, it, Susan, do you want to uh, say anything before I let Ed go here? Because I know she's an Ed Dowd enthusiast. Thank you. <laughs> she's a. She's like, when can we get Ed back? Please bring Ed back. Let's let's bring Ed in here once a week. Uh, <laughs> We're embarrassing him. Well, but people do love hearing the numbers, and they love hearing your analysis. And they and the the bottom line is, um, can I get some stock picks? <laughs> <laughs> Ed, uh, he's, he's not going to respond. I don't want to give any financial advice over the air. <laughs> but, I like, but I like it, but treasury you, bills. But you, 
I like treasury bills. Long term, I. I, I'm assuming you've seen longer, longer horizon treasuries now or short horizon. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Uh, no, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd say for the next next year or two, you want to be in treasuries because there's a recession that we're tracking that is yeah. either here or coming. We suspect it's already here, and eventually the stock market will figure that out. The average stock has had a bad year, while six uh, mega cap stocks are carrying the whole indices, making everyone believe everything's really, you know, hunky dory, but it's not. One thing before I go that, you know, so I, I cite the Society yeah. of Actuaries. Also, the U.S. disabilities data is a different database. It showed that disabilities for the employed population went up 36 uh, percent between February of 21 and November of uh, 22. The general U.S. population went up nine and not in labor force went up four percent. Those are the people who quit or were fired who could participate and are able and willing to work. And then when we look at employed men and women, they hit new all-time highs in July and August, uh, and the the rate of change on employed men and women is off the charts. So, you know, look at the end of the day, I've said, and the data says it, it has been detrimental to your health to be employed in 21 and 22 compared to the general U.S. population. That's never occurred in the history of the U.S. So that needs to be investigated. And I said that to Senator Ron Johnson, but it's been crickets from uh, Congress. And, and if, let's say there'd been no pandemic and you suddenly were observing data like this, it would be panicsville. There would be massive outcry, right? If this was, let's say this was 2010 and you started making observations like this, it would be a crisis, right? Yes. Yeah, so somehow something is affecting our uh, most able-bodied men and women in the, in the labor pool. Why? That would be- That's that it. Would be That's the question. Why? Yeah, why? You know, to forget, forget. To don't, don't think that that you're biasing the question either way. Why? Just answer the question. Why? And if yeah. it's depression, and if it's drug addiction, and if it's COVID, and if it's vaccine, and if it's all of it, I, we need to understand that. When somebody needs to stand up and say, "That's it. It's all of the above," and here's how we know that. But it needs to be an official. It needs to be somebody who takes an official position on this. Seems seems to me. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it does need to be official. Maybe it just needs to be worked out in the literature over time. I guess we will know soon enough. Ed, thank you so much. Financetechnologies.com. Is that where we go? That's where you go. All of our data is there. And I'll send over and, this. Uh, I, I pulled up the, I pulled up the Sweden chart. I'll send it to you guys so you can look at it yourselves. Cool. And on X or Ed Dowd, is that the, is that the Twitter handle? Uh, at Dowd Edward, D-O-W-D Edward and getter at Edward Dowd. Okay. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you very soon. Take care. All right. Thank you. And uh, for the rest of you, appreciate you being here. Tomorrow, Susan, we have kind of an interesting combination of Joshua Gutzkow. I, I hope I pronounced that correct. And George Borello. We have, of course, with Dr. Uh, Kelly Victory and Bobby Ann Cox. Uh, Lionel comes back on Thursday. Wait, there's uh, four people tomorrow? Yeah, it's it's one and then I think two. That's oh, how we're doing okay. it. Uh, and then Jay Bhattacharya like three. coming back on October 5th. Uh, Rob Schneider coming in on October 10th, maybe with some special guests. So, um, yeah, he's, he's gonna, fed up. Well, Rob and I are going to re revisit our history together and sort of see how it looks in the right, retrospective history together. Yeah. We're going to see how it looks retrospectively. So appreciate everybody that participated here. Uh, we appreciate it very much and uh, we'll try to get more calls in. It's, it's really hard to do that. 
uh, and get everyone up. And uh, but I do appreciate the people that participated. We, uh, and we will see you tomorrow. What? What's that? We Kevin? might be doing some. We might possibly be doing some extra caller shows coming up as we get closer to my oh, wife's good. due date with the baby. So caller shows good. might be coming okay, up. Good. How, why? Because uh, <laughs> you can't. Because they're the, they're easier the for me. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're easier than setting up guests, and I don't want to have like a senator yeah, that's yeah. scheduled to come on the show, and then the baby decides to come that and evening, and we have to cancel on a senator. Yeah, so oh, we might be doing idea. some caller shows. Good idea. Up. So yeah. it'll be all you callers. Yeah. you're all you boo. Okay, guys, up. we will see you tomorrow at three o'clock. You got it. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Oh.